Drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Wednesday, August the 31st, 2022. And today we have a very special guest on the program. Uh, Feng Shuo Zhou is going to be our guest. He was number five on the most wanted list in China in 1989 after the Tiananmen Square massacre. It was uh, the early morning hours of June 4th, 1989, when the People's Army rolled into the square on multiple sides, opening fire. And it was a horrific scene and a terrible tragedy afterwards. You might recall the iconic imagery of that man standing in front of the the tanks. Well, that was June 4th. That was uh, during the day after it all had taken place. And uh, today, Feng Shuangzhou is going to be our guest. He was one of the student organizers at that protest. He started uh, actually protesting in April and uh, was a part of it all the way. Well, he has been able to uh, leave China and then spend the last 30 years in exile. And he's going to join us today to talk about Christian persecution in China. Cardinal Zen, the Vatican-China deal, why uh, Catholic bishops takes, take oaths to communist China uh, there, and so much more. Taiwan firing on drones. I mean, the world could be on a brink, and we're going to get the opinion of Feng Shuangzhou here in just a little while. Also, coming up at the top of the next hour, David O'Gray is going to be on the program again, and he's going to be talking about why St. Louis Archdiocese has uh, requested or asked or made sure that their schools are going to be dropping the lunch, the free lunch programs. Why is that? What is going on? Why can't they participate in these USDA programs? Is it because strings are attached? And what are those strings? We're going to have that conversation with David L. Gray at the top of the next hour, if you can join us. Hey, a Pennsylvania school district has approved an after-school Satan event. Hopefully you don't have kids in any Pennsylvania school districts. I'm just curious. Hey, Pentagon officials are concerned that we are running low on ammunition. Our U.S. military have may not be as ready in an event that there has to be a conflict because we've sent it all to Ukraine. That's fun. Hey, McLean demands, this was a headline today, McLean demands Attorney General Merrick Garland and the spineless DOJ to bring justice for anti-Catholic attacks across the USA. Just so happens it's not this McLean. It's a different one. It's Michigan Representative Lisa McLean. But nonetheless, even though she has an I in her name, I like it. Praise be to God. Hey, in a new video released by Project Veritas on Tuesday, the assistant principal of Cost Cobb Elementary School in Connecticut does not like Catholics, doesn't like Catholic teachers, and wants Libba ideology taught in class. So we may cover that story. A senior FBI official who sabotaged the Hunter Biden investigation has left. And Mikhail Gorbachev, the last Soviet leader, has died at 91. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Yes, uh, that was one of the stories I picked for today. Mikhail Gorbachev is is uh, passed away. He died at age 91, which is uh, pretty surprising. You know, a lot of history there. So we'll Do get you into remember that. Mikhail Gorbachev? I know the name. Uh, the Soviet Union dissolved the year that I was born. Mm. So uh, I didn't experience any of that i didn't grow up thinking about it you didn't make fun of his gone birthmarks on his forehead there's a really funny uh i believe it's a pizza hut commercial that features mikhail gorbachev and uh, i suggest you look for it just look up mikhail gorbachev uh 
Pizza Hut on YouTube and you'll find it. It's good stuff. <laughs> Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Did you ever make fun of Mikhail's birthmarks? Who? Mikhail Gorbachev. Mikhail. Mm-hmm. Is that my buddy, my buddy Michael? Mikhail. Uh, Mikhail. Mm, I don't think I've ever seen a picture of Gorbachev. I do you yes you have you saw him being depicted in Rocky versus uh, Drago. Oh, he was there. Well, his there was like there was an actor sort of portraying him in the film. Really? Yes, he was at the fight. He was up in the box. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that fight. was Gorbachev. It was supposed to be was supposed to portray Gorbachev. Well, I still haven't seen him though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it awkward. would have been him. Awkward. But uh, really the... don't teach history in school. Just I know. learned about him, but I didn't. I don't I, think I saw a picture of him. I get my I history from like. Rocky. So I don't even know. I didn't know there was like some birthmark that was distinctive about him. So that's news to me. News to I learned you. something new today. Well, praise be to God. He has my some kind of birthmark. Back in my day, you know. We uh, cared about his birthmarks. <laughs> Gorbachev was the, uh, was the Soviet leader that we knew and saw all the time, uh, especially because of all of the uh, geopolitics going on. When we were younger. So. I know what Stalin looks like. Yeah. Well, there you go. Praise be to God. See his face on t-shirts. All right. We're going to jump into it. We have a great show lined up for you today. As I said, we are going to be interviewing one of the Tiananmen Square survivors and organizers. Feng Shui Zhou is going to be our guest here in just a little bit. Let's pray. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning into Catholic Drive Time. Today is Wednesday, August 31st, and here are your headlines this morning. As I said, the Epic Times reports Mikhail Gorbachev, the final Soviet leader, dies at age 91. Mikhail Gorbachev died this evening after serious and long illnesses. The Central Clinical Health Hospital in Moscow confirmed. Other circumstances surrounding his death have not been revealed. The nature of the illness was not disclosed. His policy of glasnost, or free speech, allowed previously unthinkable criticism of the party and of the state, but also emboldened nationalists who began to press for independence in the Baltic republics of Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, and elsewhere. The rest, as you know, is history. The Hill reports, Judge tosses a suit that tried to deem books obscene for kids. A judge in Virginia dismissed a lawsuit on Tuesday that had sought to declare two books as obscene for children and to restrict the distribution of them to minors, including by booksellers and libraries. Both books describe or illustrate sexual acts that prompted the lawsuit. In a petition to the court, Tommy Altman, a Virginia Beach tattoo shop owner and former Republican Congress congressional candidate, said the depictions were inappropriate for children. Altman asked the court to issue an order under the the state law against distributing, selling, or loaning the obscene books to minors. The suit was filed in April and dismissed on Tuesday before it could even proceed to trial. Reuters reports U.S. labor market defies interest rate hikes as job openings rise high in July. The labor market's uh, the Labor Department, rather, Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, report on Tuesday showed that there were two jobs for every unemployed person last month, pointing to extremely tight labor market conditions. It suggested that fears that economy was in a recession were greatly exaggerated. 
In LifeSite reports, Canadian Bank reportedly bans customer for questioning presence of rainbow flag on app. In an interview with Rebel News, Alberta resident Gary Duke recounted that Scotiabank severed ties with him after he emailed his local branch to complain about the presence of the pro-LGBT rainbow imagery on the bank's mobile app during Homosexual Pride Month in June. Your comments are not appreciated, nor will they be tolerated, which is why we've chosen to terminate our relationship with you, the email read, including with instructions explaining that Duke needs to remove his funds from his account and that any money left over in the accounts, when closed, would be put into a bank draft and mailed to the address they had on file. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is St. Raymond Nunatus. Born in 1204, according to the traditions of the Mercedarian order, he was born in the village of Portel, today part of St. Raymond, in the Diocese of Urgel. He was taken from the womb of his mother after her death, hence his name, Nunatus, or not born, refers to his birth by Caesarean section. His mother having died while giving birth to him, some traditions describe him as the son of the local count, who is traditionally credited as the one to have performed the surgery which saved his life. Others that he was born in a family of shepherds. His well-educated father planned a career for his son at the royal count of the kingdom of Aragon. When the boy felt drawn to religious life, his father ordered him to manage one of the family farms. What is known is that Raymond spent his childhood tending sheep, and he would often pray at an ancient county chapel nearby dedicated to St. Nicholas. His father later gave him permission to take the habit of the Mercedarians at Barcelona. The order was founded to ransom Christian captives from the Moors of North Africa. Raymond was trained by the founder of that order himself, St. Peter Nolasco, he was ordained a priest in 1222 and later became the Master General of the Order. Raymond then sent out to fulfill the goals of the Order. He went to Valencia, where he ransomed 140 Christians from slavery. He then traveled to North Africa, where he was able to ransom another 250 captives in Algiers. And then he went to Tunes, where he's said to have surrendered himself as a hostage for 28 captive Christians when his money ran out. In keeping with the special fourth vow taken by the members of the order, he suffered in captivity as a legend states that the Moors burrowed a hole through his lips with a hot iron and padlocked his mouth to prevent him from preaching. He was ransomed by his order and returned to Spain in 1239, and he was offered a cardinalate. Raymond died at the castle of Cardona, 60 miles from Barcelona in 1240. According to tradition, the local count, the friars in the town, all claimed his body. To resolve this dispute, the body was placed on a blind mule, which was set loose. Unguided, it went to the nearby county chapel where he had prayed in his youth. It was there he was buried and many miracles were attributed to him after his death. Raymond was canonized by Pope Alexander VII in 1657 and died 31st of August, 1240. Saint Raymond Nunatus, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 4 verses 38 through 44. After Jesus left the synagogue, he entered the house of Simon. Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a severe fever, and they interceded with him about her. He stood over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. 
She got up immediately and waited on them. At sunset, all who had people sick with various diseases brought them to him. He laid his hands on each of them and cured them. And demons also came out from many, shouting, You are the Son of God! But he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus left and went to a deserted place. The crowds went looking for him. And when they came to him, they tried to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, To the other towns also I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, even the demons know who our Lord is. So should we, right? At a very minimum, we should know at least that, right? The Venerable Bede said, quote, For if we say that a man released from the devil represents morally the mind cleansed from unclean thoughts, consequently a woman vexed by fever but cured at our Lord's command represents the flesh controlled by the ruler by the rules of continence in the fury of its own lust. Close quote, Venerable Bede. St. Cyril of Alexandria would say, quote, Let us therefore receive Jesus, for when he has visited us, we carry him in our heart and mind. He will then extinguish the flames of our unlicensed pleasures and will make us whole, so that we minister unto him, that is, do things well-pleasing to him. Close quote, St. Cyril of Alexandria. Uh, Hadock quoted St. Chrysostom this morning by saying, quote, From the apparent good dispositions of these people, we might be induced to think that if Christ had yielded to their solicitations and remained with them, he could have drawn all to himself. Yet he did not choose to do this, uh, but he has left us an example worthy of our imitation in seeking out the perishing and strayed sheep for by the salvation of one soul, our many sins will be remitted. Close quote, St. Chrysostom. And of course, uh, I loved Ignatius' Catholic commentary today, pointing out how the kingdom of Christ is closely connected with the kingdom of David. It is being fulfilled here before our very eyes. And again, I'll point out, even the demons understood who he was, proclaimed him uh, who he is, and so should we, and do so even more. So let us resolve ourselves today to let the whole world know that He is the Son of God. He is the Christ. And all should come to salvation. We'll be right back. Catholics claim that the Pope is the visible principle and foundation of Christian unity. And the reason for this claim is that Jesus made Peter as such. But what's our evidence? First, Jesus makes Peter the rock upon which he builds his church in Matthew 16, 18. And since you can't separate the structure from the foundation on which the structure is built, it follows that wherever Peter is, there's the true church of Christ. Luke 22, 31-32 is another text. Jesus singles Peter out and promises to protect him in faith and commands him to strengthen the brethren. Peter's job was to keep the apostles united in faith. And if the apostles wanted to benefit from Jesus' prayer of protection, they had to stick with Peter. We can benefit from this unity in faith as well. We stick with Peter's successor, the Pope. 
I'm Carlo Brusord with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Years ago, when I started acting, modeling, and singing in Mexico, my Catholic faith was not the center of my life. It took me many years to discover that success, fame, money, and all the pleasures of the world were not going to fulfill me. I got to a point in my life where I thought I had everything, but I realized something was missing. Thankfully, I began a faith journey that brought me back to God and the home to the Catholic Church. You can too. Discover more at CatholicsComeHome.com. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. I don't know if you, I mean, if you're my age or close to my age, you probably do remember 1989. I was in high school in 1989. We were still living the, the uh, sort of the tail end of a Cold War era. And, uh, you know, all of the, the popular movies at that time were about Soviet Union versus the United States. And we were just talking about uh, Mikhail Gorbachev passing away at 91. You know, he was on the news all the time. Him and Ronald Reagan. We remember these days. I mean, uh, it was the end of the era, but we still remember these days. But in 1989, something, something huge happened in China. Now, at the time, China was, of course, also in the news, but not nearly at the scale that it is today. In uh, June 4th of 1989, there was a massacre in Tiananmen Square, which, as far as I know, is the largest public space square on the planet. It's monstrous. It's a huge pe- uh, piece of real estate. And joining us right now in studio is Feng Shuo Zhou. He is the president of Humanitarian China, and he is a survivor of Tiananmen Square and one of the student organizers in 1989. Good morning to you, Mr. Feng Shuo Zhou. Uh, thank you for being on with us in the studio today. Um, 1989, uh, kind of a, a really big moment in your life. What was that like for you? You started protesting in April of that year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, uh, I was fortunate uh, to be the first one to protest on Tiananmen Square uh, on the day of April 16, the uh, first day after the death of Hu Yaobang, the mm former party secretary uh, who was removed because uh, he was believed to be sympathetic uh, to the students' demand of more freedom. And I was last one um, among the last to leave Tiananmen Square after the massacre uh, Mm -hmm. when the tanks were rolling in, uh, chasing us out. Mm. Uh, So I experienced the whole process. And for me, uh, this was the first time to experience such a strong call for freedom, democracy, and it was happening like a volcano but right there on Tiananmen Square. That's the center of China's uh, public uh, mm-hmm. arena. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, for me, uh, now people talk about it, remember it as a tragedy, but for me, it's also a moment of great hope. Mm. Yeah, putting into context today, and I think uh, we are confronting Russia and China. They are both remnants of this communism system, mm-hmm. and uh, the protest on Tiananmen Square. It was the first wave of the protests that really, um, eventually, it led to the. Um, 
collapse of communism uh, in Eastern Europe later that year, the fall of Berlin Wall. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, we were part of it. And that was the first wave. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. uh, the victory didn't materialize uh, in China. But, uh, uh, you know, it definitely uh, triggered the uh, um, change mm -hmm. in Eastern Europe. Okay, so for one thing that I understand about the student protest in 1989 was there was a wide range of public support for the student protest. All, all walks, old and young, all came, uh, military, even police officers were there protesting with you and the other students. Um, why didn't it succeed? I mean... It seems to me that that's your best chance for success, having that much support, and yet it didn't. And so my next question is, is it possible for China to have a successful change from communism to something more like a democracy or a republic? Uh, these are good questions. I, I've been thinking that every day. It's always in my mind. Uh, why, you know, when we were so close, it's almost within reach. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, it, it, it quickly uh, failed. Uh, I think the, the main answer, of course, is because the, the nature of communism, uh, it has no regard for human life, mm -hmm. uh, even though there was such a consensus from people for democracy. Uh, Deng Xiaoping uh, controlled the military. And uh, he was able to mobilize uh, the troops that remain remaining loyal to him mm -hmm. and uh, implemented a massacre um, that really took everyone by surprise. I mean, even Zhao Ziyang, the at that time he was the party secretary. Supposedly, you know, he had the supreme power, but he didn't even realize uh, he was relieved of his position. Uh, when the martial law was declared, wow. but, uh, he refused uh, to participate. Wow. So uh, there's a lot of confusion. Of course, yeah, uh, like f even for me, I'm knowing more and more about this as time goes on, mm -hmm. uh, like the uh, extent of the opposition within the military. I only know that in recent years mm -hmm. uh, because you know, someone just came to me with intimate knowledge of this, we had no idea at that time. And so that, that was the, the case. At the, uh, there was a very strong public consensus, but there wasn't uh, uh, um, yeah, organizational strength mm -hmm. uh, because you know, within the communist system, it's really difficult to form organizations. Uh, that's why you know, in the beginning we were following the uh, example of Poland, the Solidarity Union movement. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we were trying to form the Solidarity Student Union, but there wasn't such organization in, for example, in, um, in the uh, society. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. Uh, that's why uh, even though there was such a strong consensus, yeah, yeah we, we could not form... Uh, mm -hmm. 
Let me ask you a question. I'd like you to uh, to describe for me what the massacre was like. Um, I know a lot of media censored that information. China really worked hard to uh, to censor that, and still does today. Tried to censor what what uh, what information can be found about this. Um, But one of the questions I have is: How is it possible uh, members of the military, Chinese citizens, could fire upon their own citizens who are not armed? They have no guns, and they would they were firing at them. How ex- explain that to me? I don't understand how uh, China Chinese citizens would shoot their fellow citizens that were unarmed. Um, because the they were and they are loyal only to the party, and at that time uh, only to Deng Xiaoping, you know, the supreme leader of the military. Um, they were not really uh, you know, a, a National military, oh, they are not really serving the people. Mm. Uh, but of course, that's always the propaganda. But it was the first time Chinese people realized, you know, this military uh, it's not really there to protect the people. Uh, it's it's there like an invasion. Uh, it's occupying force uh, there. Um, that's why it happened. Of course, there were a lot of brainwashing uh, happening. Um, when Li Peng declared martial law on May 20th, there was such a strong voluntary uh, opposition from ordinary peoples of mm-hmm. Beijing yeah, uh, that the military couldn't push in. You know, they were all stopped by people who would carry their kids on their shoulders just to tell the soldier, you know, life in Beijing belongs to us. There's no... We, we don't want you here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's why they, they couldn't go on. Then after he withdraw the troops, he puts them in like, you know, concentrated brainwashing for about two weeks. Wow. Uh, that's, that's what happened. And even with this, there was such a strong opposition that the most elite troops, the 38th um, armed troops mm-hmm. uh, that's um, stationed uh, near Beijing, you know, that was supposed to be like the most elite troop mm-hmm. in Beijing. Uh, its general was court-martialed oh, wow. uh, for refusing to follow the order. Uh, and that, that, that's the, you know, the, we didn't know this, of course. On, on at the, the time, military. Yeah, sure. at that time we had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. How, um, you mentioned that the, there were people there the people who were firing at their citizens that they were loyal to to the to the presence of the military there um, what is it like now is there still a lot of a loyalty to the party uh, as it was before do you do you know uh, yeah I think uh, it's probably sadly even stronger today wow. uh, this bland loyalty mm-hmm. uh, that's indoctrinated uh, today like so so in the most advanced uh, system mm-hmm. of the world and uh, uh, continuously, uh, I think uh, this is probably in human history, uh, there's never a government who can do that, basically to country, p- control wow. people's thinking at mm-hmm. every moment um, and uh, everywhere uh, because the most advanced technology enables them to do that. Yes. Uh, at that time, you know, for a while, um, all the, um, the government-controlled media 
uh, they were in support of the student. Oh wow! Uh, even the uh, party's most piece, the People's Daily. You know, <laughs> if you if you read it, it's it's completely on the side of the student. Uh, uh, that's why later I think they learned this. Uh, like uh, Xi Jinping, uh, he basically when um, he uh, first uh, took power in twenty twelve, you know, his first uh, public policy was like you know this kind of like freedom of uh, press, press yeah. yeah, that was the major demand in 1989, uh, will be something that's forbidden. Mm. Like, you are not even forbid, uh, you're not even allowed to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that's, that's what's happening uh, now. You know, there, there's no uh, real mm. free discourse. There's only mm. indoctrination, you know, this consistent brainwashing. Yeah, it, it, which brings me back to one of the points I, I asked about a minute ago about uh, if that was your best opportunity in 1989, it seems to me that most of uh, Chinese citizens are are accepting the life that they live now in China and don't seem to have a drive for freedom anymore. Uh, we have about uh, 30 seconds before we have to go to break. Would you say China's citizens today are just... Uh, accepting their status, or do you think they still have a, a desire for freedom? You got about thirty seconds. Uh, I think both are probably true, uh, but from the surface, it's more the, the first one. So I think uh, there's. Uh, All right, hold that thought. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna pause there. A Feng Shuo Zhou is our guest. He was uh, fifth on the most wanted list in 1989, and he was arrested. We'll ask him about that as well. We are going to short break, and we're going to come back. Rudy Carlos has some more news and updates for us. And then we'll dive right back into our conversation with Mr. Feng Shuo Zhou. We're going to ask about Christian persecution, Cardinal Zen, uh, Catholic bishops taking oaths to communist China, and much, much more. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic Church is too condemning? It needs to practice more tolerance. G.K. Chesterton says, the other word for tolerance is indifference, and the other word for indifference is apathy. The Catholic Church cannot afford to be apathetic. It cannot afford to be tolerant of evil. It has to be consistent in opposing what is wrong and defending what is right. And the Church especially cannot afford to tolerate social evils that are condoned by the state. Why? Because sooner or later, it'll be turned against the Church. History has shown this to be true more than once. Chesterton says there have been times in history when the church has been wedded to the world, but it has always been widowed by the world. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. It was somewhat of an accident, and I have a lot of windshield time driving for work, and usually I'm listening to my gospel music, and so I wanted to find something else different. And so I started scrolling. I found Guadalupe Radio. I started listening to it on a regular basis. And what I realized, had I found this station years ago, my conversion would have probably happened years ago. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now more headlines. The Washington Examiner reports Solomon Islands to ban U.S. Navy ships from its shores. 
The Solomon Islands will no longer allow U.S. naval vessels to access its ports pending updates in protocol procedures, according to the U.S. Embassy in Australia. The change of policy followed after a U.S. Coast Guard ship, the Oliver Henry, conducting an illegal fishing patrol, was denied a Solomon Islands port call on August 23rd. The Pacific nation, led by Prime Minister Manasse Sogovare, was recently fostered, uh, recently fostered rather, closer ties with China, signing a security agreement with Beijing in April as relations with the United States have worsened. The Daily Wire reports vegan diet murder. Florida mom gets life sentence for starving toddler to death. A Florida mom who murdered her toddler son by feeding him a diet of raw fruits and vegetables was sentenced to life in prison. Sheila O'Leary of Cape Coral was convicted last month of murder and child abuse in the 2019 death of little Ezra O'Leary. The boy weighed just 17 pounds when he died and he had only been fed his parents' strict vegan diet. During her trial, prosecutors said O'Leary failed to seek proper medical care for the ailing boy. The couple also allegedly neglected their three other children when Ezra died. Human Events reports Connecticut assistant principal brags about woke indoctrination of students and blacklists Catholic teachers. In a recent new video released by Project Veritas on Tuesday, the assistant principal of Cos Cobb Elementary School in Connecticut was captured boasting about how he doesn't hire Catholic teachers and how the teachers at the school sneak liberal ways of thinking into the teaching methods that they employ. Most of all of them Boland said, before adding, I'm probably not a huge expert on religion, but Protestants in this area are probably the most liberal, but if they're Catholic, it's unbelievable, unquote. When asked by Project Veritas journalists what he does if he finds out the candidate is Catholic, Boland responded simply, you don't hire them. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. 1989, some uh, some movies that were in the theaters in 1989, you might you might have recalled it. Even you, youngins, uh, Rudy and, and Adrian, you might recall these names. When Harry Met Sally was in the theaters in 1989, you've, you've must was have heard 89? that. Was that 89? 89. Huh. You've not heard of When Harry Met Sally? No. You I hate, thought it was a 90s You hate all movie. movies. You hate them all. I was, uh, that was mm-hmm. nine years before I was born? <laughs> Dead Poet Society was in the theaters in 1989. Um uh, Born on the Fourth of July was in the theaters in 1989. Abyss, the Abyss was in uh, the theaters, and one of my personal favorites of all time, Glory, was in the theaters. Denzel Washington uh, was in that. Matthew Broderick, Morgan Freeman, great movie. Uh, 1989. So it was a big year for a lot of things, uh, but in 1989, we've been talking about the Tiananmen Square massacre that occurred on the early morning hours of June 4th. Um, and uh, the the atrocities there were really pretty bad. How many people? Our guest is, by the way, Hong Shuo Zhou. He is one of the student organizers. He's a survivor of Tiananmen Square. Um, thank you for being on again with us, uh, Mr. Hong Shuo Zhou. Thank how, you for having me. How many people died at the massacre? Yeah. There's been conflicting reports. Right. Uh, I think. Uh, for now, uh, we don't really know. You know, as someone who has been doing this uh, basically all the time since the massacre, uh, every year uh, I would find out new cases. Wow. Uh, that's what's happening. But uh, what's uh, more um, tragic is that uh, there are probably there are definitely more cases mm-hmm. that will be never unveiled. Uh, and I think, in a way, this is confirmed um, by um, 
Louisa Lim in a book called、uh, "People's Republic of Amnesia."、Mm. Um, she talk about this massacre、uh, in Chengdu, where about fifty people、uh, were killed、uh, in a hotel, you know, in a、uh, luxury hotel that's for foreigners only at、oh, that、wow. time. So what happens that、uh, you know there's no local witness and、uh, a few foreigner saw this and they all. Wrote down their own observation, but they didn't realize there was someone else watching.、Mm. So、uh, Louisa Lin just put everything together, confirmed there's such a case. Actually,、uh, one of the witnesses、um, is uh, Andy Levin. Uh, he's a congressman from、uh, Michigan now.、Mm. Uh, so,、uh, but you know, I have been in close contact、uh, with. Uh, people from Chengdu,、uh, the former student leaders,、mm-hmm. the、uh, Christian House Church uh, there, uh, and these are the people who are very open. You know, they've been pursuing、uh, this kind of history. You know, nobody ever heard about this. It's like nothing happened. Like it never happened. Never happened. This 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 happened at the you know the downtown, like the very center of one of the busiest <laughs> city. Uh, in China, but、mm. like all these people just disappeared,、mm. uh, and uh, in Beijing, a、uh, similar thing happened. Uh, like uh, someone, like a sister,、uh, his her brother died, but、uh, you know the family、uh, just had to keep this a secret, otherwise the sister cannot、uh, marry. Oh、uh, yeah, wow! Just because. Uh, of the persecution, you know, the、yeah. risk, the stigma、uh, yeah. that、uh, that's associated with、mm-hmm. death on this day.、Um, yeah, I, I I met someone who was、um, actually a senior executive at one of the most important、uh, tech company. There,、uh, she came to me just telling me about this story. Her own brother、uh, disappeared on that day. Mm. And、uh, even after she came to United States,、uh, she was afraid to talk about this. Yeah,、wow. uh, and only after her both parents died,、uh, she came to me. She wants to make、really? it public. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and, uh, So, so her、it. her parents were really afraid that if anything got said, right, it would have a bad、uh, ramification. Yeah, yeah. And not only for you know for the, this. Uh, family, it、mm-hmm. may may have imp- repercussions. Repercussions, yeah, even for generations to come. Wow, you know that's the kind of、uh, mind control、pressure. that the communist government had on the people. Yeah, wow, yeah, it's pretty insane. Now, you you were arrested.、Uh, you were number five on the most wanted list, and you did get arrested. How did you get arrested? How did they find you?、Um, Yeah, I was uh, uh, at my home in Xi'an,、uh, actually having dinner with my mother. And for the first time, I saw my name on national TV. Wow!、Uh, this most wanted list.、Uh, mm-hmm. They were broadcasting it, and I saw my myself as number five. I was really shocked, uh, and uh,、um, you know, my my mother cried immediately.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and her first reaction was trying to. Seek help so we can escape, and uh, uh, you know, for me,、uh, I just realized you know what I consider、uh, my action as the 
duty of citizen. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's a crime in the eye of this government. Uh, but of course, I was also uh, uh, proud you know, uh, of what I have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I believe, you know, that what I have done was uh, something that uh, I think uh, um, to me, um, you know, that's my, from my own conscience, that's what I have to do. And that's the, um, and for the country, you know, that's like the best thing that's happened yeah. in China uh, since communists took over. Right. Uh, uh, but of course, I didn't realize, you know, this was the beginning of the long journey mm-hmm. uh, as a dissident. Uh, wow. Yeah. So did you turn yourself in? Did they come to find you? How did, how did they get a hold uh, of you? The police uh, came, uh, arrested me. Okay. Uh, I was uh, in prison for a year, uh, mm-hmm. in Qingcheng prison, you know, the uh, high security prison normally reserved for high-ranking government officials. Wow. Uh, we were there simply uh, because uh, they were running out of space uh, in prison. They arrested so many people. And so... Uh, we were um, in this uh, mountain area yeah. uh, in the suburbs of Beijing, and I was handcuffed for three months nonstop. Really? Yeah. Um, so I always remember, like, you know, when I wake up at night, uh, because in your dream, you know, your mind is kind of running free. And <laughs> then when you wake up, you know, the cold reality. You, know, you have handcuff on your hands. That's like almost like the first yeah yeah impression. I did had. you yeah. did you despair at all? Uh, not really, because I think even when we were in prison, um, you know, there were about uh, a dozen of us there, mostly students, and there was one professor. Uh, so in a way, you know, uh, China at that time there weren't that many people uh, educated. But in prison, there are a lot of people like us. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a college uh, campus. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and uh, even the police, uh, even people who were interrogating me, uh, you know, they they knew what I did uh, was honorable, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's pretty clear. So uh, later, you know, after even after I was released, you know, facing such pressure from the government mm-hmm. that you know they have to follow the government's lie uh, on propaganda on how to see, you know, what happened that was right, things like that. But uh, hold, when, when, yeah, hold that thought. This uh, yeah. music means we're up against another quick break. We're talking with Feng Shuozhou, president of the Humanitarian China Foundation, but also a survivor of Tiananmen Square. After this quick break, I want to get into Christian persecution in China. I want to talk about Cardinal Zen, Hong Kong, maybe even Taiwan, but... Why are Catholic bishops giving oaths to communist governments? Why is that happening? All that's coming up next. So the neighbor who we've spoken to, you know, just in greeting, but who I don't believe has ever spoken back to us, out of the blue uh, surprised us. One day we were getting the kids in the car for Mass and asked us if we were going to Mass. I was dumbstruck for about probably 10 seconds. It was great that we were, had an opportunity to share about our parish and that we were Catholic. Turned out she was Catholic too, and she assumed we were because of the bumper sticker on our car. The Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. 
Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. At your church, there's probably some great music, enthusiastic clapping, and maybe even a shout or an amen. But where's the church-wide act of contrition and the confessing of sins? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible and the church. Psalm 47 does declare, shout unto God. It does say, clap your hands, all you people. But there's one more highly valuable physical expression. Strike the chest. What's that? Three times your fist strikes your chest for external admission that my sins were my fault. Secondly, order of the Mass. Within the first 60 seconds of a Mass, the congregation says together, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Each of those are followed by my firm strike upon my chest. And my take out of Luke 18 says, but the corrupt tax collector dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed, but beat upon his chest in sorrow. Proper order is confession before praise, sorrow before joy. And this makes sense. Why? Because remember what mom said, dinner first, then dessert. So don't forget to strike. Find me online at Smarty Pants Catholic Evangelism. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. Praise be to God. Feng Shuo Zhou is our guest. And uh, we're t- we've been talking about the Tiananmen Square Massacre. And I just wish I had about another hour or so to really dive deeper. Uh, so what we're going to do, we have about another 12 minutes or so in our guest segment and then of course at the top of the next hour david l gray is going to be our guest and then we'll do the game show at the second half of the next hour when we're doing our after show on the live video streams we're going to pick this conversation back up so we'll have more opportunity and if you have questions that you would like to ask mr feng shuo then you can leave them in the chats of the live video streams all of which are linked up on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt uh mr Zhou. uh Again, thank you for your time. Uh, there's so much more I want to ask, but I want to kind of get into Christian persecution in China yes. today while we have time. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the state of Christians living in China today? Are they allowed to practice their faith? What is it like? Uh, the government controls everything. Uh, as you mentioned, even uh, you know, Catholic uh, priests uh, mm-hmm. had to swear loyalty, swear loyalty to the government. The same is happening uh, to Protestants, to churches. Uh, but uh, there, you know, the I think the, after 1989, one of the most fundamental change in China was this uh, huge uh, conversion, the wave of conversion into Christianity. Uh, that I think that's happening even very strong now today. Mm. And many of the church leaders in this wave, they were protesters uh, of 1989. Uh, so they're, they're yeah. uh, closely uh, associated, and uh, my organization, Humanitarian China, uh, we have been supporting um, persecuted house churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most famous one is this early ruin church in Chengdu. Uh, the uh, pastor name is Wang Yi. Um, he um, was a high school student uh, in 1989. But uh, you know, what happened changed his his life. He turned to Christianity later, um, and he is the most respected uh, house church leader in mm-hmm. China now. Uh, he's in prison, serving nine years uh, of uh, uh, prison for um, sedition, uh, for uh, trying to overthrow the government uh, because he openly condemn the government for the, what they are doing uh, mm-hmm. against the people. And uh, uh, his church was always open to political dissidents. Uh, 
right? The, uh, we have like people who fresh out of prison, nowhere to go, but this is like one place mm-hmm. that they can always turn to. Uh, mm-hmm. So, are Christians being arrested uh, just for practicing their faith, or are they allowed to? practice Christianity so long as it does not interfere with their loyalty to the communist government. Yeah, of course, there must be the, the loyalty uh, to the communist government at first. Uh, mm-hmm. So the uh, Xi Jinping is pushing this uh, uh, so-called uh, uh, synonization. You know, uh, he wants to uh, impose uh, you know, this uh, Chinese or communist version yeah. uh, on Christianity. Of course, that's rejected by true believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen reports where in Catholic churches in China, they have come in and removed the images, the iconography, and they put images of uh, Xi Jinping and communist statements on the wall. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, that, of course, that varies, but that's definitely true. Like just last week, uh, there's this famous landmark that's a uh, cathedral uh, in Taiyuan uh, was destroyed. Uh, this cathedral, you know, survived like Japanese invasion, you know, the boxers, all that. But now, you know, at this moment, uh, it's being uh, destructed uh, by Xi Jinping. Uh, mm. yeah, that's how bad the situation is. So it seems to me as if, uh, practically speaking, the externals, you know, like the big churches and, and that sort of thing, that would be something obviously loyal to the party. What does the underground church look like? Is it people in houses or uh, gathering uh, in the cover of darkness? What, what does that look like? Uh, because uh, basically uh, independent churches, house churches, uh, are not allowed to own uh, as an organization, to mm-hmm. own property. So mm-hmm. they have to gather like separately and some of them uh, utilize like uh, zoom oh, okay. uh, this kind of online platform uh, to mm-hmm. keep uh, gathering uh, that's that's what's happening uh, uh, but uh, you know there it's a very strong desire uh, for Chinese people in this very dark time you know, people want something mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you know they can have hope uh, yeah and, and that's definitely uh, not from the government. Uh, I understand that uh, the the sort of the heavy-handedness of the communist government can depend upon the part of China that they're in. I guess it's heavier in some places and lighter in others. Uh, right. Yeah. There, there are there are differences, uh, mm-hmm. but for Xi Jinping, uh, uh, he always wants to push harder and harder yeah. and harder, uh, and that's why we are seeing increased. Persecution, like every yeah. day. Uh, in, uh, so he used to be from Zhejiang, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where you know the, the uh, burning of the church crosses, like mm-hmm. removing uh, church crosses. That's that's where it happened. Like I think about five. I years remember ago. seeing yeah. pictures and yeah. video of them destroying these churches and uh, tearing down the, the the crosses on the top of the steeples. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that that's. Uh, his territory. Oh, so he's basically. sending a message there. Right, right. You know, his right, hometown yeah. is going to be cleansed of these Christians. Yeah. Um, because we're on a timeline here, I want to get to a couple of other things really quickly. Um, many of us in the Catholic Church are scandalized by the Vatican-China deal. 
Uh, we've, uh, we are scandalized by reports that Catholic bishops who have been appointed by the communist government are swearing oaths to the communist government. That's very scandalous to us. And then we feel like there's an ongoing persecution of, of the underground bishops who, in some cases, have been asked to give up their, their, their positions as bishops to give way to a communist-appointed bishop. Can you give us any insight on that situation? Uh, right, yeah. The, uh, we know the situation, and uh, I, I don't think Vatican uh, is doing what, what it's supposed to, to do. And uh, for us, you know, the, um, we're seeing uh, strengths uh, from Catholic uh, uh, Christians like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jimmy Lai, you, you mentioned. Yeah, in Hong uh, Kong, Han-Dong, yeah. Uh, Zing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, these are my uh, friends. Uh, and there's also a very st- strong connection uh, of Christianity with Hong Kong's democracy and the Tiananmen. Uh, so uh, for us, you know, th- these are our people, and uh, uh, these are our brothers, uh, sisters, and these are the people we care. We must raise our voice for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Weigel said, quote, The Vatican megaphone was once something to be reckoned with. Its power is fading from disuse. Close quote. That's George Weigel. Uh, uh, came in, coming from an article over at First Things. Um why help me understand why why would uh, why would these christians give their loyalty to communist government in opposition to their fidelity to christ and to his church i really don't can't wrap my head around this uh, are these bishops uh they're just just party members I mean, like, how do I understand these people? Do we see them as Christians, or do we see them as just party members appointed to oversee? Uh, I think, of course, they are definitely uh, party members, uh, e- even though um, only probably uh, some of them are public. You know, uh, there are secret party members uh, all all the time mm. uh, within the uh, Catholic organizations uh, in China. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, there's, there's one most famous um, leader, I think, um, who I think later, like on his death, whatever he want to be revealed mm-hmm. as a, as a communist uh, member. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it, that's definitely the situation. Uh, of course, most people just don't understand uh, how communism is. Uh, this is the you know the most inhuman system thirst for power and control it will not tolerate anything that's independent yeah uh, yeah. yeah what do you think um we're really down to a couple of minutes here before we have to say goodbye in this segment but uh, let me ask this question let's go to uh hong kong here and jimmy Lai and cardinal zen what do you think their future is going to look like do you think cardinal zen will end up in prison uh i hope not uh, you know he he's very uh Old in his advanced age, yeah, yeah, and uh, he's in a good spirit and a good mm. uh, health. Uh, he uh, has been a, a beacon uh, of uh, uh, faith and uh, yeah. love. Uh, yeah, he's uh, well respected uh, by uh, Hong Kongers mm. and the Chinese dissidents. Uh, he has not received the support he needs from from the Pope or the Vatican. No, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we should uh, s- protect him. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it doesn't seem that's the case, right. uh, which is a scandal to most of us. Now, what about Jimmy Lai, uh, a faithful defender? Apple Daily was a great outlet, is no longer anymore. Hong Kong seems to be a lost cause in that regard. Will Jimmy Lai end up in prison forever? Uh, yeah, there there is a, a material risk there. Uh, recently, there's a development uh, in his case. Uh, he refused uh to uh, admit uh, to plead guilty, mm-hmm. uh, whereas uh, you know the, uh, his management, uh, uh, they, they they were looking for some kind of leniency. So he is shouldering all uh, the weight uh, of the government persecution. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jimmy Lai, he became politically active after Tiananmen, uh, after oh, really? 1989. Right? Wow, uh, he had a business. A very successful business in China, uh, but he openly condemned uh, Li Peng, uh, calling him "son of a bitch." <laughs> uh, you know, that's uh, that, of course, uh, stopped his business. Uh, that's how he turned to media. Uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. but later his Apple Daily, you know, that's a voice, the true voice of Hong Kong people. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's gone. It's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. Is yeah. there is Hong Kong essentially going to be grafted into the one? I, we're out of time here. Hold that thought. No. Feng Shuo Show is our guest. We have to say goodbye uh, to uh, this first hour, but they're going to hang out. And in the second half of the next hour on our live video stream, we'll continue the conversation. A very fascinating conversation with Mr. Feng Shuo Zhou, president of the Humanitarian China. By the way, thank you for your time again. We're very grateful thank to you. you. Thank you. But that is going to do it for hour number one. If you can join us in the second hour, we'd love to have you. David L. Gray is going to be on. Plus, we're going to play our game show prizes, and we're going to continue this conversation. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Call the Callaway on tomorrow. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. How do you keep God in your mind once you're done with prayer and daily mass? It's different for each of us, but one tool we've learned to use in our family is Christian music. Whether you're working around the house or driving the car, it's far more uplifting to listen to than the overplayed secular love songs. And God can speak to you through it. It's amazing how transformative good Christian music can be. Music can help us memorize scripture and remind us of the providence of God throughout the day. It can teach kids the Bible in a way that they love. And kids can make music their own. As they grow up, encourage your children to pick out Christian music that they personally can relate to. There's all different genres, from chant to country to contemporary. St. Paul exhorts us, sing psalms, hymns, and inspired songs to God from your hearts. Music can help deepen your love for God and lift your spirit to Him throughout the day. Try it this season and see. To find more resources for your family, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. In your view, was the Virgin Mary simply an obedient woman who willingly gave biological and maternal matter to Jesus and therefore has been given undue adoration? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible. The Virgin Mary is in the first book of the Bible, the last book of the Bible, all through the Gospels and close to 15 other typologies throughout Scripture. Secondly, the Ark of the Covenant. It was the most revered object in the history of the children of Israel. 
Israel. That ark carried the presence of God. Well, goodness, the Virgin Mary did not just carry the presence of God. She carried God himself. Thirdly, something to think on. If God is a father, he is, and we are known as his children, we are, and the body of Christ are called brothers and sisters, they are. Wouldn't God provide a mother for his church? He did. So here's an idea. Ask a wartime veteran who soldiers cry out for in a moment of fear. That's right, their mother. Mother Mary, pray for us. Are you on the CDT Insider email list? Hi, Joe McLean here. And every week I send you cool stuff straight to your inbox, goodies that you're not going to want to miss. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT and get signed up today. Keep it tuned right here on KSHJ, Houston, Texas, 1430 AM. It's food for your immortal soul, all day and all night. With Mr. Feng Shuo Zhou. In fact, we got some great questions already lining up in the chats on our live video stream. So if you have a question you would like to ask Mr. Feng Shuo Zhou, we will try to get to all of those questions in the after show, which is the second half of this hour, on one of the live video streams, YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, Rumble, Odyssey, uh, cross-posting other places. But you can find all those links on our website at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. You can also find the podcast while you're there. If you want to listen to this show after it is over, you can uh, listen to the podcast on the website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Or you can catch our podcast on the iTunes uh, Play Store there, or the iTunes Store, or the Google Play, or Spotify, or as I say, the best place is really the mobile app. Just download the Guadalupe Radio Network mobile app on your iOS or Android device. Look in your app store for the Guadalupe Radio Network. You can listen to the CDT podcast in the flyout. Praise be to God. But you can also listen to the local live radio station, twenty four seven, clear as crystal, as I like to say. You can find your local GM's contact information, programming information, and so much more, all in your Guadalupe Radio Network mobile app. Download that today in your app store. Praise be to God. Wow. Uh, there's so much I wanted to dive into. Just ran out of time in that segment. So I'm very happy that they're going to stay over for the after show so we can follow up some other questions. Like, how did he escape China? Yeah. How do you? That's a good question. Be, I right? bet it was easier then than it is now, maybe. I yeah. Don't know. It's a, uh, hmm. such an important topic, uh, not discussed very often. So it's it's really a treat to have you guys in uh, to, to to discuss that. Yeah, for sure. Praise Thank be to God. Um, so there's a lot of great conversation still to be had. If you would like to ask a question, make sure to leave it in the chat box, and we'll leave, put like make sure we understand it's got question marks or you know help us to see them easily so that we can ask those questions. We want to follow up on some of this conversation about. Uh, the Vatican-China deal, Christians, persecution, and all of that with Mr. Feng Shuozhou, President of Humanitarian China. But uh, joining us right now, the effervescent, uh, the always upbeat and energetic David L. Gray, or as some would say, Herr Gray. Herr Gray. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Good morning, Herr Gray. Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, friend. Yeah. How are you, my friend? <laughs> Are, have you been? Well, have you well, been that practicing? was an exciting conversation. Um, especially since in the future we'll we'll pretty much all be um, citizens of China. The way this is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we laugh, but there was a story this morning. Taiwan has been shooting at Chinese drones for the first time 
ever. And so now people are worried about escalation there. I mean, are we on the brink of a world war? Uh, will things kick off? I certainly hope not. Um, I guess we can yeah. ask that question to Mr. Feng Zhou as well. But uh, have you been practicing boning up on your on your German? I do have a lifetime membership of to Rosetta Stone, nice. so I can learn any language I want to. Yeah. I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not consistent enough though. So. That's baller, David. <laughs> my, yeah, my daughter uh, Olivia, though, you know, she went to high school, she started mm-hmm. ninth grade, so she's she has German. Um, she's doing better than I am. Oh, really? So I'm just going to take her around and translate for me. You're a machin. Please translate for me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't looked into Rosetta in a while, but uh, they used to be Buku Bucks. So, yeah. Very nice. Uh, now, what are we looking at? T minus one month till you uh, till you are feet uh, feet dry in Germany. Yeah, that's that's yeah less than that. I will be in an probably in a hotel there. On September twenty second. So, wow. wow, it's getting real. It's, it's <laughs> getting, <laughs> you're gonna. It he just realized there was uh, yeah. only a month left. Yeah, you're, you're gonna <laughs> love it. Praise be to God. You'll have to find an underground church. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> let's, let's switch subjects. Let's talk about. You have to pay uh, the tax yes. as a as a guest there. Yes, yes, you do. Yep. Yeah. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, have, huh. have fun with that one. Uh, let's talk about this story out of St. Louis. Apparently, the archdiocese there is telling Catholic schools to drop the free lunch program, which I know many, many uh, lower incomes, inner city students in particular, depend upon. And as a kid, I remember depending upon, you know, these types of programs. Uh, what is the story in St. Louis? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad story that I think is happening across the country, uh, Joe, is First of all, we could go back a little back, just back to Title IX. Everybody, I think a lot of people has heard of what, what is Title IX. So it started back in 1972, and it was a, a, a rule passed to concerning discrimination against activities in sports and schools. So you cannot discriminate based on sex and gender. And so that did allow a way for a lot of, you know, back before 1972, you probably didn't have a lot of girl sports that were like the boy sports. So that that paved the way for a lot of good things that we see in schools. But recently in August, the Biden administration said that um, now the whole LGBT thing also applies to Title IX. So we cannot discriminate against them uh, when it comes to sports and activities. Now, recently, the Biden administration is saying that that also applies to free lunch. So that schools that allow, that provide participate in the USDA's free lunch program that those schools, therefore, because they participate in that, they also cannot discriminate against LGBTs, you know, according to Title IX. So Catholic schools are concerned about this. There's been some lawsuits with the, some private schools out of Tampa. They, they've won a lawsuit, but in St. Louis, they, they've decided to take the course rather than, you know, spend the faithful's money um, just to opt out of the free lunch program, which does affect a lot of students. Even in St. Louis, where, you know, it is a culturally Catholic town, you still have in the Catholic schools, there a sizable percentage of the students who are there, you know, not because they can afford um, Catholic education, but because they've, you know, they, they have been given the opportunity mm. to get that education, but cannot have, you know, a, they may not be able to afford um, lunch in the school. I saw uh, in an article uh, that you sent me, published by St. Louis Today, stltoday.com, 52% of Catholic schools nationwide participate in the USDA free lunch program. That's a pretty significant amount of Catholic schools. 
And I'm going to be honest with you, um, too often I see Catholic schools sort of rationalize their participation in programs that come with attachments. You know, like they just turn the other cheek, so to speak, to say, well, it's the greater good we're about. You know, we just ignore these little trivial morality issues because we're trying to do something greater. But it's it tell me I'm wrong here, but it sounds like St. Louis is not willing to do that. The archdiocese there. That sounds like a good thing. I mean, because we, we always worry, concerned about that, especially when it comes to, you know, the, the, um, uh, the 501c3, I think, tax thing is that, that, that a lot of dioceses participate in. Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what's, what's some attachments there? What's, what's the kind what's the, um, what's, what's going to be the kickback, <laughs> you know, yeah. concerning participating in that program? So I think it's good here. We didn't receive a lot of information about what is the archdiocese of St. Louis going to do, or they, obviously, they're going to be the ones that's going to kick in and provide the free lunch for students who cannot afford it. I think right. that's good. I think that's a better better than going to court suing for this right that they have, this privilege that they have. Just let's just you know, yeah. let's pay for these kids' meals. So. I mean, if we haven't I mean, we were just talking to Mr. Feng Zhou about Tiananmen Square and the reality of communist uh China today, where our bishops over there are swearing allegiance to the CCP government. Like, if that's not strings attached, I don't know what is. And here we are uh, having uh, faced with a difficult decision where very uh, lower income families are going to be struggling here to feed their kids during school. But then I think of the the law of subsidiarity. Why why Mm. do we depend on a government program at all? I mean, we invented the soup kitchen. You know, we invented the university. We invented the hospital. We invented charity to the poor. So why don't we, as a body of Christ, just simply decide, hey, we're going to feed the kids at school? Right. And, you know, this, in a sense, you could look and see, okay, what were, what were they thinking there when this program first came out? They said, okay, maybe we can use this that the government is providing, which would then free up money to put in other places. Um, but now that that day is passed. As you said, too many strings are attached to even justify such a thing. So this is you know, over 30 million children in the country participate in this program. And you, you know that like 52 dioceses participate in the, in the program. So a lot of children and a lot of schools. So this is what's going on. So this is affecting Catholic schools. But now we see the trajectory in public schools as well, even places in places that we may think are conservative public schools. This is going to affect a, a lot of people, um, this LGBT agenda that we've seen being pushed by the Biden administration to implement it mm-hmm. everywhere in society. Yeah, cram down our throats, I would say. So let me ask you a question. If you had to guess, out of 52 percent of Catholic schools nationwide participating in this program, how many do you think will say, nah, we're, we're done. We don't want to participate in this anymore. Yeah, you know, we probably already know the answer to that. You know, in California, it's still going to be that free lunch with some <laughs> LGBT flags on a burger, you know. But uh, <laughs> Yikes, that's kind of scary. <laughs> you know, no offense to Rudolfo. I'm not saying everywhere in California, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's going to track according to, you know, what we, what we see throughout the country. Yeah. But hopefully more and more and more bishops um, decide to well, t- decide to take a stand mm-hmm. and say that we can provide for the children who can't afford free lunch in our own yeah. schools. We don't need the government's help. For sure. Yeah, I think that's important to note that we can't do something evil that good may come of it. And I'm thinking of the sisters in California who stopped 
shut down their their orphanages because the government was forcing them to adopt the children to homosexual couples. Mm. And they were like, we can't do that. That violates uh, natural law, first and foremost, but also our religion. And so they refused to bend the knee to Caesar. And so I think it's important that we realize that, yes, we do have an obligation to take care of the poor and to help, but that does not necess- necessitate that we take money from the government to do so. Uh, what do you think about um, the idea that we have to stand firm in our convictions, even if it's, you know, not yeah, easy to, to keep helping? We have to suffer some. Yeah, a little bit. And when Jesus gave us, I mean, he gave the church the mission to feed the poor, to visit the imprisoned, to clothe the naked. That was a mission given to the church. It wasn't given to the government. So I think this is a beautiful thing that the Diocese of St. Louis is doing. And like I said, I hope more dioceses do it. This is, this is our job from the beginning. The, the idea that we, for so long, we let the government, um, do, uh, just give it to the government to, to participate in this mission that Christ gave the church is just a, uh, forsaking of our own duties. So let's get back to doing what Christ told us to do. You know, I thought it was interesting because also in the article over at St. Louis today that you sent was uh, the opinion or the, the insight into this story from the local food pantry guy, uh, Mr. Telthorst. Telthorst. Uh, he was saying, quote, our trade-off for taking thousands of pounds of free food is we have to abide by all the U.S. civil rights guidelines. He says, I have to offer civil rights training to my volunteers to make sure there is no hint of discrimination related to those guidelines, close quote. So, and he also went on to say in the article that he's glad the bishop uh, has not mandated that he stop participating in this program because he gets so much free food out of the deal. But there again, I think the same principle applies. That is, I mean, it is expensive. I mean, you know, you've had children in school. They always complain about the food there, but it's, 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 it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it is, it is going to be, it is going to be a price to pay, but I think, you know, the, the, we have enough resources to get it done ourselves. Yeah. And again, I think I, I'm taking this to be, well, this is a good thing. This is a, an archbishop recognizing the, uh, the slippery slope and saying, hey, we can't participate here. This is a bridge too far for us. And then actually taking action upon that. I mean, this is a good thing. And being able to avoid all that woke training that's going to come into the schools through, like, as you said, as the man in Arco said, mm-hmm. you know, this ed- re-education about discrimination. And we know what that's going to be about. So he, that's also keeping that out of out of the school. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, all right. Uh, so that's uh, the stltoday.com article. The headline says, uh, St. Louis Archdiocese tells Catholic schools to drop free lunch program. If you want more information, you can always find it there. We'll, we can always link to it in our uh, live video feed as well. But uh, praise be to God, uh, you're packing up. Uh, your office still seems very much in You haven't even begun the packing job. What are you, like a last-minute kind of a packing guy? I mean... How much? No, I'm going to start next next Wednesday. I'm going to start tearing uh-huh. everything down. Uh-huh. So it's going to start in uh, three and a half weeks from now. I think uh, you got to realize right. uh, denial ain't in Germany, brother. Okay, <laughs> you, you got to get over this and just get on with it. All right. God bless you, David L. Gray. Check him out on his website, davidlgray.info. Uh, God bless you, David. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Thanks for having me. In. Good night. Coming up next is the Fear and Trembling Game Show. Praise be to Jesus. You're going to learn a few things about the Catholic faith that you did not know before, and you could win some prizes, but you have to call right now. Phone lines are open waiting for your call. First caller gets to play the game at 
877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424-877-757-9424. Call right now. A friend of mine has been reading the Left Behind books. Is there really going to be a rapture like these books talk about? No. The rapture refers to a passage in 1 Thessalonians 4 where Christians are caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Many Christians believe, and the Left Behind books promote, that this being caught up to meet the Lord will occur before the Great Tribulation. Christians will simply vanish, meet Jesus somewhere in the air, and then return with Him to heaven to await the end of time. But notice, in verse 15, Paul says that we who are alive, who are left, shall be caught up. Those who are left get caught up to meet the Lord. The Left Behind books get their name from a passage in Luke 17 and one in Matthew 24, which compares the coming of the Lord to the days of Noah and the days of Lot. Matthew 24 puts it this way. As were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married, and they did not know until the flood came and swept them all the way. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one is taken and one is left. Two women grinding at the mill, one is taken, one is left. One is taken, one is left. The rapture, right? Jesus takes the Christians, leaves behind non-Christians. Two problems with that interpretation. First, Jesus' coming is compared to the days of Noah and the days of Lot. Well, after the flood, who was left? Noah and his family. The good guys, the bad guys were taken. After Sodom and Gomorrah went up in smoke, who was left? Lot and his daughters, the good guys, the bad guys were taken. Second problem, 1 Thessalonians 4 says that those who are left get to meet Jesus in the air. The good guys are left behind to meet Jesus. In other words, you want to be left behind so that you can get caught up in the clouds to meet Jesus in the air and accompany him back to earth at his second and final coming. There will be no rapture like the one the left behind books talk about. That view is not scriptural. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling, (laughs) the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot, 877-757-9424. And now your host... Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, a Catholic trivia game show with secrets and agendas that you're not allowed to tell anybody. All right? You got to promise me first. All right, there are a few things we like to do on the game show. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you just might learn something that you didn't know before. And I'm I'm guaranteeing you, you're going to learn one thing at least. One thing today you never knew before, praise be to God, you'll get to brag with your friends, your relatives, cocktail parties, just imagine the opportunities. And then, of course, we like to have a laugh. We like to have a good time, a chuckle. And our callers are absolutely amazing. We love them, praise be to God. And then we give out prizes, which means it's a winner for everybody involved. We simply incentivize you to make that phone call. And we're very grateful when you do. So, But the kicker is, out of the three Catholic trivia questions that I am looking at right now, I will not ask the caller any of them. They don't have to know a single correct answer, but could still win the game. And the way it works is I will instead ask Rudy and Adrian. One of them will give us a correct answer. The other will give us an incorrect answer. The caller will then have 15 seconds to make a decision. Whomst do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? 
and every correct answer then will go into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? Praise be to God. Our sponsor this week is Saints of Heart. They are a local to us. They're here in Spring, Texas. And the winner this week is going to receive one of their beautiful pieces of jewelry. Uh, it may feature an image of the Sacred Heart or the Immaculate Heart of Mary or the Chaste Heart of St. Joseph, which I encourage you to have a devotion to. Amen. Take a look at their store at saintsofheart.com. You can also visit their Etsy store where they feature a really awesome a silk tie uh, very hard to find uh, of the Sacred Heart. Very awesome stuff. Um, personally, I think you should check out uh, saintsofheart.com. That's the best way to look at their stuff. And they have wonderful Catholic gifts for him and her. Thank you so much, Saints of Heart. Amen. Praise be to God. Saintsofheart.com. Thank you for your generous gift to our audience this week. Praise be to God. Let's go to the phones. Good morning to you, Jonathan. Good morning. Praise be to God. Jonathan, where are you calling from? Uh, calling from Santa Fe, Texas, uh, Santa just outside of Galveston. Texas. The mighty metropolis of Santa Fe, Texas. That's right down the road from where I I'm mean, at. I mean, if you, if, nice. you, if you just sneeze, I think you're going for a swim in the bay. Uh, that's pretty close. <laughs> that's right. That's pretty close. So, that's where, right. Where do you go to church, Jonathan? Uh, where you go, Mr. McLean, Regina Chelly. Regina Chelly. Can, can you, can you have to hear your choir to sing that every time you show up? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, praise, what mass do you go to, Jonathan? Uh, I go to the 8.30 now. I just Ooh. got moved from 8.15. You guys um, are hardcore getting up that early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't get my yeah. I don't rouse my kids till 7.30 in the morning. I can't get out of bed. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> no, I know. It's, it's not easy sometimes. Praise be to God. All right, Jonathan, do you understand how this game works, sir? Yes, sir. Praise be to God. Well, you should know then that uh, Brother Carlos over there is wearing a bow tie. It's brand new data. I have yet not yet correlated this information and how it affects his answers, but you should be aware that the man is wearing well, a bow tie. Well, it's over. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. I'm wearing one as well. So. Hey! <laughs> a man of culture. Uh, All right. Praise good. be to God. We will start with uh, Team Rudy, as is our custom. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Praise be to God. You look, you do look dapper. Hey, thank you so much. A bow tie does make a, a man look very dapper. Hey, you know it's very yeah. few and far between days where we have guests in the studio. So. Amen. Amen. Can you tell me, uh, uh, brother? Let's start with a history question here. I like the history questions; they're my favorite. Uh, what famous? Ger- speaking of Germans, David O. Gray moving to Germany. What famous German Catholic composed the Ninth Sem- Symphony? And Mass in D. Okay, well, this is actually somebody we've had on the show before. Really? Brie Dale, believe it or not. She She sings. Yeah, go to her website. Look up Brie Dale. Mm. She's the Vatican journalist. Okay, I see. And a composer? Yeah. And a uh, special operations officer. She is uh, a renaissance woman. A renaissance woman. Okay, so your answer is Brie Dale. Brie Dale. The journalist. Mm -hmm. The Vatican journalist. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Adrian. That would be me. Not wearing a bow tie. No. Uh, not have you ever a worn a bow tie ever? Uh, twice. Twice. In twice. your whole life. My whole life. Okay. Interesting. Did it actually tie or clip? Which it was a actual tie. It was an actual tie. Wow, that's pretty good. good. I don't think I've ever worn Clip-ons. an actual tie. I had to get no my buddy to help me tie it, though. Okay. Well, <laughs> possibly uh, you could help me here. What famous German Catholic composed the Ninth Symphony and the Mass in D? Well, Brie Dale. Can, I can confirm she's an amazing singer. She wow. have heard. But mm-hmm. I'm going to say it was Ludwig von Beethoven. How's it go? Ludwig von Beethoven. Jawohl. 
I'm sure, sure it's that not means Beethoven. 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 Yeah. Beethoven. Yeah. Okay. Um All right. Well, you got options, Jonathan, in Santa Fe, Texas. Uh, the famous German composer was it Ludwig von Beethoven, as Adrian is telling us, or was it Bredale, as Rudy suggests? Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Jonathan, what say you? Uh, I'm going to go with Adrian's answer and go with Beethoven. Just got you, right? <laughs> what choice do you have, Jonathan? I mean, you didn't. I mean, don't feel bad about having to admit Adrian is correct. And right. It's okay, man. I understand. <laughs> you are clearly a man of good taste. It was really very at, brilliant. Yeah, handsome. Mm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm certain of it. It was out of your control, Jonathan. Is, you had no choice, so don't feel bad. In fact, Ludwig von Beethoven. Easy for me to say. Ludwig von Beethoven is the correct answer. Breedale, as well as she sings, I don't think composes. No, so, I don't think so. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, you're in the cup. You could win. Praise be to God. Um, this next one, I'm going to say, is an easy one. Uh, you got uh, this, this one. This might be the hardest question we've ever had in the history of the show, actually. <sighs> I don't know. This is easily the hardest know. question we've ever had. Seems Jonathan, like it's over. Know. Just give up now. It's easily <laughs> not the hardest is what I would say. I would or just hardly, hang up. Just hardly the over. hardest? I don't know. Let's just see. We're going to go with Adrian first. <clears throat> Adrian. That would be me. You have advanced degrees, from what I understand, have been told, in clothes, clothesology. On oh, clothesology? You, yeah, I've oh, been told yes. that. It's Barbology? all over Twitter. Mm. Oh, okay. Could you okay. tell me, what is the name given to the black garb worn by all clerics? Yes, yes I can. <laughs> you see, as someone who identifies as having a PhD in clerical attire, uh-huh. I it's actually the clerical suit. The, the the clerical suit mm-hmm. with the you know with you see Cardinal Ratzinger uh-huh. or Pope Benedict with his black tie, I see. His white shirt, and his black blazer, yeah, him hanging out with Carl Rahner, yeah, the, the, that that, one? that outfit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the official title, the clerical suit. As a uh, PhD in uh, clerical attire, that's that's what I'm saying. Okay, mm-hmm. clerical suit. Or right. mm-hmm. uh, Rudy, let's see what you have to say here. Uh, what is the name given to the black garb worn by all clerics? Well, as the pontifical uh, tailor once called it, uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, called the cassock. You're just going to go straight up cassock. Cassock, yep. A little too on the nose there. You're just going to say cassock. The, the, Not a cassock. Like you're, you're, you're Not talking about it? footwear. Okay. Not talking about socks. Right. Is that like made of wood? Yeah. Nope. So... Cassock is your answer. If they're really traditional, yeah. it's not made out of synthetic material. It's made out of really? wool. Wool? Yeah. Could you imagine wearing wool in Texas? Dude, wool. I wear wool all the time. It's the best oh, material. Superior. Pretty passing out left and right. It's breathable. Okay. It's right. Okay. All right. So, uh, Brother Jonathan, you got choices. Rudy seems to think it's called the cassock. Adrian says it's called the clerical suit. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Jonathan, it's Santa Fe, Texas. What say you? I'm going to go with Rudy on this one and say Cassock. Survey <laughs> So wise. Yes. We could have gone with the Jesuit habit, I suppose. Uh, not every priest requires to wear the Jesuit habit. You can't get a good Hawaiian shirt just anywhere. It's true. you got to order them on Amazon, at least. All right. Uh, <laughs> Cassock is the correct answer, praise be to God. All right. Let's go with... You could be a perfect score today, but I'm going to be honest with you, Jonathan. Out of all the questions, this is next one is the teachable moment. Oh, uh, this one's easy. 
It's a super easy question. I've, no problem. I don't, <laughs> listen, I don't have advanced degrees in easy or hard questions, but this one's not, not easy. Here we go. We're going to go back to Rudy. Rudy? Okay. What fur borders a cardinal's ceremonial robes? <laughs> Eat your heart out, Peta. I haven't actually uh, seen this personally myself, but uh, <laughs> I think it's mink. I think it's mink. <clears throat> sorry, it's a little morning allergy there. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You were you're saying mink is the answer? Mink, mink? is the fur traditionally used Red, in the cardinal ceremonial robes. Mink, mink, okay. Only the finest. <laughs> Woo. All right, uh, Adrian. Potentially, you could help us. I could potentially help you. What fur borders mm-hmm. a cardinal's ceremonial yes. robes? Right. Uh-huh. 100%. As someone who identifies in fur, has a PhD in fur, uh-huh. I actually uh, know everything yeah. there is to know about fur. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that it is in ermine. An ermine. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that mm-hmm. is. Er- ermine. Okay. Well, Jonathan, you've got choices. Hopefully, you're a fur expert uh, because Adrian says it is an ermine fur that borders the cardinal's ceremonial robes, but Rudy seems to suggest it's a mink. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Jonathan, what say you? Uh, that is a tough one for me. I honestly don't know, but I'm going to I'm gonna go with the bow tie and go with Rudy's answer and say me. Rudy's answer. Sorry. <laughs> I got you. Uh, but in my defense, Jonathan, I did warn you. Okay, so. Right. You did. You did. I, uh-huh. I warned you and you didn't listen to me. I'm so Can we just sorry. give it to him? Because I'm looking it up right now and it seems like they're part of the same family. Are they really? Yeah. They're like and one mink is aquatic. Looks and looks more like not. an otter. Yeah, mink looks more like an otter. We're going to put you in here. Looks like a, me- a weasel. All right, well. You guys are soft-hearted. My bad. Ermine was the correct answer, though. Ermine was the answer we were looking for. The non-aquatic version. Uh, Out of all the ermine I have ever seen, I still have no idea what they look like. I have to Google that. Can you imagine being so heartless as to kill one? An ermine? They're really cute looking. I don't know, man. To wear it? I'd kill it. I would eat it. But nonetheless, Eat your heart out, Peter. That's a different story (laughs) for a different day. Jonathan, God bless you. Thanks for having a laugh with us today, and it's good to hear your voice, my friend. God bless y'all. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day. I want to put you on hold, so don't go anywhere. Uh, but that's going to do it for the radio side. We enjoy the chuckle, the laugh, uh, the sarcastic humor is always fun. But if you want to conversate with Mr. Feng Shou Zhou, then you can join us in the after show and ask questions directly. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is... The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today is Wednesday of the 22nd week in Ordinary Time. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. The church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. She is his new creation by water and the word. 
From heaven he came and sought her to be his holy bride. With his own blood he bought her, and for her life he died. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to, to Almighty, Almighty God, God and, and to you, my, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what, what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray, pray for, for me to the Lord our God. The Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christ eleison, Christ eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Let us pray. God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name, so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good, and by your watchful care keep safe what you have nurtured. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, I could not talk to you as spiritual people, but as fleshly people, as infants in Christ. I fed you milk, not solid food, because you were unable to take it. Indeed, you are still not able, even now, for you are still of the flesh. While there is jealousy and rivalry among you, are you not of the flesh, and walking according to the manner of man? Whenever someone says, I belong to Paul, and another, I belong to Apollos, are you not merely men? What is Apollos, after all, and what is Paul? Ministers through whom you became believers, just as the Lord assigned each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God caused the growth. Therefore, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who causes the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive wages in proportion to his labor. For we are God's co-workers. You are God's field, God's building. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Blessed the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen for his own inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down, he sees all mankind. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. From his fixed throne he beholds all who dwell on the earth. He who fashioned the heart of each, he who knows all their works. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Our soul waits for the Lord, who is our help and our shield. 
for in him our hearts rejoice. In his holy name we trust. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. The Lord sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor and to proclaim liberty to captives. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. After Jesus left the synagogue, he entered the house of Simon. Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a severe fever, and they interceded with him about her. He stood over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up immediately and waited on them. At sunset all who had people sick with various diseases brought them to him. He laid his hands on each of them and cured them. And demons also came out of many, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus left and went to a deserted place. The crowds went looking for him, and when they came to him, they tried to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, To the other towns also I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, on the section for the sacraments, there's an ancient icon of Jesus, uh, the woman with the hemorrhage grabbing the tassel of Jesus's garment. And Jesus's garment and this tassel are a sign of healing. The sacraments are a means of healing. Indeed, the sacraments are the means by which demons are, are expelled and people are healed. And if you have any kind of experience in the church, you witness this frequently. You, you witness people's lives being cleansed of evil and becoming healed. And for that reason, the instrument of this is of import. It is important to have these uh, workers in the vineyard of, you know, in the first reading we have this uh, understanding that, you know, we have Apollos and Paul and they're saying, well, ultimately, God is the only one we should be looking to. While that is true, it also gives the importance to Apollos and Paul, that there has to be somebody who has to work. And for that reason, the sacramental theology, ex opere operato, that everything is done in the sacraments by God's power, from the work worked, and yet non ob exponentibus, the, the, the rest of that sacramental theology, if you do not posit an obstacle. And for that reason, the worker in the vineyard has to not only give the sacrament, have to, has to also give the, the objective, the right of the Jesus instituted, the Eucharist or confession or the anointing of the sick by which people are healed and cleansed of demons, but also they have to provide, in some sense, a means of disposition. And for that reason, we have to pray for the holiness of Christ's ministers, 
because they also that is also important to allow Jesus's face to be fully reflected in the church to allow his ministry to be much more fully represented by the holiness of of the minister and for that reason we have to pray for that we have to pray for seminarians pray for the the formation of of vocations and pray for an increase in vocations and do our part whatever we can to encourage holy vocations to come forward that the church may be renewed in fact oftentimes um you know when when you see an ordination of a whole bunch of of priests it's like you feel like you're kind of in a battle and all of a sudden you got all these reinforcements and it's so encouraging and very hopeful if you've ever gone to an ordination you know what that's like it's a, it's a, such an encouraging and hopeful kind of experience and so let us continue to pray for an increase in vocations especially let us work for an increase in the holiness of vocations through the intercession of our blessed mother mary and uh, also that we would be open if if you have if you're raising children to be open that your children would also have a vocation to priesthood and be these holiness that the church is so much in need of let us bring our petitions to the lord we pray for the whole church that it may shine forth the holiness of the face of christ for this we pray to the lord lord hear our prayer we pray for an increase of vocations to sacred priesthood and the holiness of those vocations and pray for seminarians and for the, the formation of priests for these we pray to the lord lord hear our prayer we pray for our holy father all bishops and priests we pray to the lord lord hear our prayer we pray for government leaders that they may pass laws in keeping with gospel conscience for this we pray to the lord lord hear our prayer we pray for the sick the suffering the poor we pray to the lord lord hear our prayer and for all of our beloved dead we pray to the lord lord hear our prayer eternal and blessed father we ask you to hear us for we make these and all our petitions in the holy name of jesus christ and through the powerful intercession of our mother mary as we pray together hail mary full, full of grace, grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen lord of all hopefulness lord of all joy whose trust ever childlike no cares could destroy be there at our waking and give us we pray your bliss in our hearts lord at the break of the day lord of all eagerness lord of all faith whose strong hands were skilled at the plain and the lathe be there at our labors and give us we pray your strength in our hearts lord at the noon of the day lord of all kindliness lord of all grace 
your hand swift to welcome, your arms to embrace. Be there at our homing, and give us, we pray, your love in our hearts, Lord, at the eve of the day. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May this sacred offering, O Lord, confer on us always the blessing of salvation, that what it celebrates in mystery it may accomplish in power, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Father most holy, through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your word through whom you made all things, whom you sent as our Savior and Redeemer, incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin, fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. He stretched out his hands as he endured his passion, so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. And so with angels and all the saints, we declare your glory as with one voice we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabao, Plenis Uncheli et Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, Qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. And giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. A mystery of faith. 
we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim, by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis our Pope, Michael our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of the, this family, whom you summon before you in your compassion, O merciful Father. Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. Remember your servants, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that they who are un united with your Son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection, when from the earth he will raise up in the flesh those who have died, and transform a lowly body after the pattern of his own glorious body. To our departed brothers and sisters too, and to all who are pass pleasing to you in their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, when you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. For seeing you, our God as you are, we shall be like you for all the ages, and praise you without end, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Projectis salutare bus moniti, divin institutioni formati, audemus dicere, Pater noster, qui es in celis, Sanctifice tuur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum, da nobis hodie, et imite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus, Debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amahalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, 
and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnus Dei, cui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, cui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, cui tollis peccata mundi, Dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Communion Antiphon. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Jesus, I adore thee, for the bread of worth untold, freely given in thy communion, wonderful a thousandfold, given today in loving bounty, more than my poor heart can hold. Make thou of my soul an orchard, quickened into fruitfulness. Come, O oh, come, life-giving manna, making glad my wilderness, sweeter far than any sweetness tongue can taste or words express. Ah, Lord Jesus, go not from me. Stay, ah, stay with me, my Lord. Make me shrink from whatsoever. Will not with thy name accord. 
act through me in every action. Speak through me in every word. Would that I could keep thee always in mine inmost heart to be. Thou and only thou suggesting every thought and wish in me, all my soul with singing offered for a sacrifice to thee. Amen. Let us pray. Renewed by this bread from the heavenly table, we beseech you, Lord, that being the food of charity, it may confirm our hearts and stir us to serve you and our neighbor through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow down for the blessing. May Almighty God always keep adversity far from you, and in his kindness pour out upon you the gifts of his blessing. Amen. May God keep your hearts attentive to his words, and they may be filled with everlasting gladness. Amen. And so may you always understand what is good and right, and be found ever hastening along in the path of God's commands, and made co-heirs with the citizens of heaven. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Thanks be to God. Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, Most Holy, Immaculate Virgin Mary, you are the Mother of God Himself. You are the Queen of all creation. You are the Keeper of Heaven's treasure. You are our help and protection. Grant us your intercession, and may your favor never fail us. Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. The Prayer to St. Michael St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, 
And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Hi, this is Emma. 